Greetings, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Thank you so much for joining me again on this chapter day journey. Appreciate you stopping by. We're at Mark chapter 8, and there were four verses that I pulled out today. It says, Jesus then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Today's podcast is entitled The Inflection Point. Now, inflection point has become a buzzword in business during the years of my career, and it's often misunderstood. The inflection point is the point on a line where the line changes its sign. It's when the curve of the line reveals a subtle shift in direction. Now, when it ultimately shifts direction completely, that's called the turning point, when it goes from one direction to the other. But the turning point happens later. The inflection point is the subtle shift that precedes the turning point. If you see the inflection point, you can predict the turning point. In today's chapter, the narrative of Mark's version of Jesus' story hits an inflection point. And the thing about inflections point is we often miss them. We don't see them. Now, the majority of the first eight chapters of the Gospel of Mark is an endless stream of miracles and wonders and exorcisms seasoned with Jesus' parables and teachings. It's all about Jesus interacting with people's lives in this world. He's feeding hungry people. He's healing sick people. He's delivering possessed people and teaching people spiritual principles of God's kingdom that are in standing contrast to the human religious system controlling most of their lives. And then out of the blue, Jesus tells his followers quite plainly that he will be rejected by these religious power brokers in Jerusalem. He will be killed, and then in three days he will rise from the dead. Now we're just halfway through Mark's biography of Jesus, and Jesus lets fly with perhaps the greatest spoiler of all time, without once issuing his listeners a spoiler alert. Now, this event is a narrative inflection point. From this point forward, Mark's version of the events will drive towards the very events which Jesus predicts, and that is the turning point of the great story. Now, what really resonated in my heart and mind this morning was Peter's reaction. Upon hearing Jesus explain the end game, the turning point of his mission on earth, Peter pulls the master aside and rebukes him. So in the quiet, I I imagine this morning what Peter's rebuke might have been. He might have said, you can't die, Jesus. I mean, we're just getting started. He might have said, the 12 of us have left everything to follow you, assuming this was a long-term gig. 
I mean, how are we going to retire if you leave us in the lurch? He might have said, Jesus, dude, look, you've got what it takes to ride this wave all the way to the throne. With your powers and these people behind you, there's nothing that can stop you from ruling the world. He might have said, look, your parables and stories are confusing, but they're great. People love them. The miracles and the free fish sandwiches, that's what people want. If you go off message and start tweeting about your death like some crazy man, look, it is over. You're going to lose your momentum. These people will stop following you. And then where will we be? Well, he'll be right where the powerful man atop the human religious racket can arrest him and usher him through their kangaroo court and leverage their local power to convince Rome to execute this threat to all that they care about. He'll be right where he just predicted he'd end up. So it struck me this morning that this is more than just an inflection point in the storyline. This is also a spiritual inflection point. I am so focused on this life. I am so concerned with my immediate circumstances. Virtually every moment of my day is concentrated on my... Virtually every moment of my day is concentrated on my place in this world. My time, my energy, my resources are spent trying to make this earthly life last as long as I possibly can, even if it ends up being no life at all. I do all that I can not to think about death, talk about death, or consider the undeniable truth that my body is going to die. You're right, Tom. Jesus says to me through the text of today's chapter. Thank you for being honest. Because that is what needs to change. That is the inflection point. Jesus said, quote, anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me and I'll show you how. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way, my way, to saving yourself, your true self. What good would it do to get everything you want and lose you? the real you, what could you ever trade your soul for? End quote. That's Mark chapter 8, verses 34 through 37 in the message. So if I follow Jesus at this inflection point, then down the road, a whole bunch of turning points in my words, decisions, actions, and relationships will reveal themselves. Consider Peter. I think it's at Cornelius' house in Acts 10 that Peter's turning point is finally revealed. Today is the inflection point. In the quiet this morning, I find myself contemplating this spiritual inflection point at which Jesus asks me to consider God's eternal kingdom more real than this physical life, more important than the things of this world more valuable than anything this life could afford. This is also a point of tension 
I mean, it doesn't mean that I ignore this life, coast through this journey, live as if nothing on earth matters, because it does. It matters enough for Jesus to come and do exactly as he predicted. The spiritual inflection point gets down to the motives at the core of my being. What is it that I truly want? What is it that I'm truly living for? What does my head answer to those questions? What does my heart answer to those questions? If there is ultimately no evidence of a turning point on my calendar, on my credit card statement, and on my task list, then the truth is I missed the inflection point. I hope I don't miss it. I hope you have a great day, my friend. Have a good one. We'll see you back here tomorrow.